You know, I used to be sanctified and holy. <laughs> yeah. Any kind of way you look at me, you can always see my leg.
Black Black Plastic Mutant Radio. FM is what you're listening to. Black History Month going on. Sean from Bug House did a good one. Check it out. Bug House Square Tuesday. since I was 17. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters. Oh, yes. This land belongs to you and me. As I went roaming that ribbon of a highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. Yes, this land belongs to you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters. Ooh, this land belongs to you and me. I roamed and rambled, I followed my footsteps across the golden sands of your diamond deserts. And all around me, a voice kept saying, oh, this land belongs to you and me. This land is your land, this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters, oh, Lordy. This land belongs to you and me. I heard my dad 
You know, there are times when we happen to be just sitting there quietly you know, watching TV there are times when the when program we we're to watching be will stop just for a while. There and suddenly someone TV. appears with a smile the program we're and starts to show us how terribly urgent it is to buy some brand of detergent and starts to or show us for cleanser, or cleaner, powder, paste, or wax, or bleach to help to with the housework. Now, most of the time, it's a lady we see who's doing the housework on TV. She's cheerfully scouring as Now, well. most of the time, it's a lady we see who's doing the housework on TV. She's cheerfully scouring a skillet or two, or she's polishing pots till they gleam like new, or she's scrubbing the tub, or she's polishing pots till they gleam like new, or she's washing the windows, the dishes, the clothes, or waxing the furniture till it just glows, or cleaning the fridge or the stove or the sink with a light-hearted smile and a friendly wink, and she's doing her best to make us think that her Wax or bleach is the best kind of soap or cleaning or powder or bleach or wax or bleach is the best kind of soap or detergent or cleanser or cleaning or powder or paste or wax or bleach that there is in the whole of your own make sure make when sure housework when there's housework to do that you don't, that you have, don't to do have to do it alone little boy little, little girl, girl when your when big, big husbands, husbands and wives if you want if you all want the all days of your life to seem sunny to as summer as weather summer make sure when there's housework to do housework that you do it together face of the deep, the spirit moved across the water and there was light. 
And the earth was formless, void, darkness upon the face of the deep, and the spirit moved across the water, and there was light. It was good. Are not princes, kings, ancient and honorable, neither sword nor spear dispersed to the four corners of the earth, for the sickles, for the mattocks, for the forks, for the axes? The earth was formless, void, darkness upon the face of the deep. The spirit moved across the water and there was light. It was good. And the earth was formless, void, darkness upon the face of the deep. The spirit moved across the water and there was light. It was good. Disperses the four corners of the earth for the sickles, for the mattocks, for the forces, for the axes.
know, during World War II, in my hometown, everybody wanted to help the war effort. They didn't throw their money away on foolish things like food, rent, and clothing. Everybody in my home bought something worthwhile, something you could get a hold of and call your own. Everybody in my home bought a jackass. Everybody, even a little bitty kid. They had an ass of their own. Preacher's wife had the biggest ass in town. I know, because I rode her big ass all the time. <laughs> biggest ass ever been on. You can see the muscles in her big ass. Sometimes my ass is sweating, I'd slip right off her big sweat ass. I didn't have no saddle, her ass cost too much. Just like I told you, she had a husband who was a preacher. He didn't have such a bad ass himself. I rode his little narrow ass once. Boniest ass ever tried to ride. You can't ride them bony ass, you got to have some meat on your ass and get ready to ride. Get you a big fat ass and high old silver. Every Sunday the preacher came to church on his ass. Congregation came to church on their ass. I hadn't been in town long. I was on my ass. And one Sunday the preacher put his ass outside the window, came inside and started preaching. And one of the sisters in the back row was smoking weed. I was reading the gospel. And something caught fire. Something caught fire in the back pew and she jumped him out. Help! Save us! Everybody ran outside, snatched their ass and rolled off. But the Reverend, he didn't leave. He stayed in college collection. Got kind of hot inside. They took his ass might get scorched outside. They took a long running jump and jumped out the window to land on his ass. But someone had stole old Reverend's ass and wasn't there. The Reverend fell down in a deep hole in the ground. That's where they found him. Just go to show you, don't it? Some folks don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you. If there's any prude here in the audience that's found reason to dislike me, and I only meant to bring some happiness your way, the only way I know how, if you were going to go somewhere and tell somebody you thought I was blue, up your bucket. <laughs> and I want you to know that I don't give a shit.
Now my room has got two windows, but the sun can never come through. You know it's always dark and dreary since I broke a baby with you. I live on a lonely avenue. My little girl wouldn't say I do. Sad and lonesome uh, uh, since you left this town. You know, if I could beg or borrow the money, child, I would be a highway bound. I live on a lonely avenue. My little girl wouldn't say I do, but I feel so sad and blue. You know, it's all because of you.
on a lark and peeing in the park. You can follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The duh of Francais, not the duh of Dames. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch this full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's. I'm all for it. That's what I'm here for. Let's watch a full-length movie. After five years of, of, of doing these show every week on Mutiny Radio, I've learned I can remember our podcast acronym by stressing the L. That's the only way I remember the W, the A, the F, the L, the M, the O, the Y, the T. Right, right, right. I'm a super star shooter, super sharp shooter, shooter, super sharp. The S, the H, the L, the W, the A, the F, the L, the M, the super sharp shooter. You got to find that song, Carl. Do you know it? No, but clearly you do. Uh, Yeah, I do. I have a song in my heart. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio.fm. 
the internet radio direct from the Mission District of San Francisco. You yeah. can find it by typing in mutinyradio.fm and just hit listen now. And we are on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, San Francisco Mission District Time, 5 p.m. here, Jersey Time. I, I decided you live in weird New Jersey. Yeah, well, you live in the Pacific Time, but I live in the specific time. Eastern uh, Time. It's weird, yeah. It's you know, weird. if... What we're, we're going to do is we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, so you'll be watching the YouTube video, and you'll be listening to us as we stream on mutinyradio.fm, or you can listen to our podcast. It drops every Sunday, courtesy of Mutiny Radio, at uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Use that magic acronym. Subscribe to us on iTunes, yeah. and you know what? Use that magic acronym on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, and we post the videos of the podcast and the movies already synced up. So you can listen to us this way, whatever way. We would love for you to donate, please, to Mutiny Radio, please. <laughs> I did that, like, desperate please. You ever do yeah. that? Yeah. You're like, can you do your homework? Please, would you please, please do it? <laughs> I did the homework, please. Uh, so you can donate, please. Uh, either by going to mutinyradio.fm and hit the link and it'll take you to Patreon. Go to Patreon and look for it there or go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Throw in five bucks. Uh, help us out. We are uh, we love it. We, we do it from your donations. Uh, and other ways, you know, and there's live shows Monday and Fridays. Uh, go to the website. Check out the details. Speaking of details, Carl, what is the movie this week? We are going to watch The Boneyard 1991. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Boneyard is one word. The Boneyard 1991. Okay, so I'm going to RedTube, and I'm typing in The Boneyard. Oh, you are a super shooter. A super short shooter at The Boneyard. Uh, Any more dick jokes before we start? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, the channel, the channel we like is B Movie Archive Two. That's not a dick joke, but give me a couple minutes. Yeah, B-movie Archive Two. You know that sounds like an interesting channel, uh, dick joke or not. I'm gonna probably check it out and probably check out the B Movie Archive One, Three. All right, so go ahead. Type in the Boneyard, 1990. Uh, finally, 1991. The war just started. Uh, go ahead and uh, 1991, the Boneyard. And then uh, when you see the B Movie Archive Two mm-hmm. channel, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero zero zero, and when we say go, hit go, and we'll watch the movie synced up. Now we have a very special celebrity comedian to do our countdown for the movie, and let's find out a little bit more uh, about the celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jessica Miranda. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. It's great to be here. We've been knowing each other a long time in the comedy community here in beautiful, sunny New Jersey. I even knew you like when you first started out. How long ago was that? Oh, it's it's about it's three years, and I, I I never know whether I should completely count the uh, the year that we were in lockdown, but I, it's been three. Yes, it's three years. Yeah, so that is, I mean, that's only three years. You've really come a long way. I mean, you're booked all the time. You were booked a lot in 2021, despite the pandemic. So, but the pandemics put us on Zoom things, 
I know that you haven't done many Zoom shows, but we've been on Zoom together. You got Sharon Simon's virtual comedy club Zoom thing in the pandemic. But I mean, what's different for you on Zoom than live that maybe keeps you away from Zoom? Okay, so, you know, I, I did Zoom uh, pretty regularly for uh, almost eight or nine months during mm. the lockdown, and I got very used to it. Uh, but it's almost, it has a feeling of like you're recording for television. Uh, you don't interact with anyone. You're looking at this tiny little circle on your laptop. And um, so the, the feeling is very different uh, than when you're on stage. So I found that I was, uh, when I was coming off of Zoom and getting back onto stage, I, I, I felt like I really couldn't go back and forth easily. I don't, a lot of people can do it. I see them uh -huh, doing uh -huh. it, but I couldn't. So I haven't done Zoom for almost nine months now. And then I just did my first little Zoom show recently and it felt good. It was good practice, you know, but I just, um, it's it's just hard for me to go back and forth. That's, yeah, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, because when you get on stage, it's a much different feeling than uh, being in the Zoom. You might be delivering setup punch, but it's not the same as being in the room. Of course, you must prefer being live just like me, right? Zoom is exactly. Yes, exactly. And I, and you know, it's funny because, but I, you, you mentioned that I, you know, get booked a lot and it's, I'm pretty new as a comedian. And I know yeah. that that's a lot surprising to a lot of people, but I think it was really the Zoom experience and meeting and networking with all the people that I met over the whole time on Zoom that got me booked in 2021. Um, yeah, you there, know, I would, go ahead. No, I was just going to say there are positives pandemic, even though they're just happenstance like that networking and stuff. So you were saying that some of your uh, meeting people, your contacts got you booked uh, for real. For real. I mean, I, you know, I started out with Daft Fan and Friends in the very beginning, which was great because I was meeting all these people from LA. And, um, yeah. and then when I, I, I decided, well, I was, it was actually uh, brought up to me that I really should be um, working with more New York and New Jersey area comedians. So then I started to look for more Zoom shows in this area, and I found Comedy Therapy with Jim Mandrinos, and I started to do their mics and their shows, um, and uh, then I did a, a contest with them with 64 comedians, and I ended up winning first place. And, <laughs> That's terrific. Yeah, it, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was such an exciting time, and it was a month-long competition, and I was just doing working at it every day because we were That's all just great. locked down. Yeah, so it was exciting, and in that time, I, you know, got exposure. Uh, Cara Montgomery ended up booking me live on Funny Women of a Certain Age from that. Um, and then from there, I got, you know, seen from a lot of other bookers. And, and just, it's just been a great, uh, you know, path to doing lots and lots of comedy in great places. And Mendros also has that, like, comedy writing class I think you're involved with now. Yes. And it's funny because he gave it to me a couple of times, which is because I've been working with him for a while doing live shows and Zoom shows and also running a mic for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't been able to sit down and really focus for 30 days every day. It's a daily exercise. So um, this is my third time actually signing up for it. But uh -huh. this time I'm really I'm really committed to doing the work every day for 30 days. And so we're like on day eight now and uh, it's going very well. So, and I'm actually taking it with my sister. So we're doing uh -huh. it together. It's always fun to take stuff together. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're both comedians and there's a lot to learn from there. And one of the things about Zoom uh, that I found interesting, I mean, as you know, we are on YouTube 
Radio right now. And that our show has been on Mutiny Radio for years and years and years. And you met our fearful leader, Pam Benjamin, not through Mutiny, but through these Zooms, right? Yes, yes. I met Pam Benjamin very early in the pandemic because I was put into a group of comedians from all over. I don't even know who put me in that group, mm. but I was in this group where we were just meeting up on Zoom every night for socializing and also going over new material and bits and just getting to know each other. And Pam was in there and I, you know, she was always like, you know, just such a friendly person and just, That's you know, her. just a fun person. Yeah. She's a great person to talk to. And I haven't spoken to her in a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, remember and, and think about that time yeah. period. And she's an amazing cook. She's like a chef. She's amazing. <laughs> she does everything. I mean, she yes. keeps this place together and we love yeah. her. Bam Benjamin. That's great. So one of the reasons you're busy and can't be like focusing all the time is because you've been a teacher for over 20 years and that puts you also in like Zoom situations, right? What's that been like? Yeah, teaching is, you know, it's been really amazing. Kids are resilient and the teachers are resilient and I think everybody's had a great attitude, but it's it's been, it's had its challenges. Um, but I really also feel like, um, although I focus a lot on my teaching career, teaching has really uh, been, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a platform for me to, to practice comedy my whole 20 something years, <laughs> because I've had this, yeah, I have a captive audience in my, in my, <laughs> my hand, like every, every uh, five periods a day, I can tell the same story five different times and see which way. <laughs> and so it, that's kind of my open mic. My open mic is my classroom. Yeah. So you've, you've, you're, you're doing the curriculum, but in between you get to say, you know, and like you said, you can work on your joke as you yes. go through the multiple classes. That's like a, yes. trying it out at five open mics. Yeah, exactly. A day, you know, and they love hearing my personal stories, you mm -hmm. know, if the ones that are fitting to, to them. And um, it's kind of interesting, especially about my kids and different things. And they relate to, you know, video game playing and whatever the case may be, but it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I didn't even realize that I'm practicing all these years, you know? Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. You've been a performer. The yeah. material just wasn't, it was a little dry. Right. Um, okay. So how can people find you out there on the internet, a website, your social media, how do people get in touch, learn about yeah. your shows? Well, I have a website and it's um, Jessica Marie. I'm sorry, Jessica Miranda comedian. Uh, dot com. That's my website. And then also on Facebook, I'm just Jessica Miranda. And on Instagram, I'm Jessica underscore Miranda underscore comedian. So you guys can find me on any of those places. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you follow me and, and see the shows that I have going on soon. I guess Jessica Miranda comedian dot com is like the first stop. To see yeah. What's coming up for you, right? It's, yes, that's where I have all of my shows, uh, you know, um, current shows and future shows, my calendar's up there. And um, actually my, I'm really excited about my photo gallery because I'm just such a visual uh -huh. person. So if you ever check out my website, make sure you check out the photo gallery because I love those pictures that I have up there. I think you're in a couple of them, Carl. You're in a few yeah. of them from the, from the Big Red Buzzer show. Oh, wow, the Big Red Buzzer. Wow, we're going back then. Way that back. was a great night. You really killed that night and you didn't get buzzed, right? You didn't get gone. Yeah, I didn't get buzzed. I, I, I actually came in second place that night that's crazy i was sitting there in a in a tuxedo judging you oh yeah oh well i didn't <laughs> on you okay so jessica 
everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second that we do. Okay, we've all got our fingers hovering over the play button. So why don't you go ahead, Jessica Miranda, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Okay, guys, get ready to watch your movie. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Oh, that was great. Great comedian countdown. And now the That's Boneyard. Beautiful. And yes. now to the Boneyard. And now the Boneyard. And Nelson, hey, how many people are in this movie? Like three? Yeah. No, there was like five to seven. There's a Norman Fell. I yeah. caught that. Yeah. Ustelman. He's saying, I wonder if I could do a Norman Fell impersonation. Mine's all visual. I'm sorry. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I just want to say I'm already mad at this movie. I mean, what a waste of your opening. Here we have an opening, and we're going to see Black and the credits, and we hear creepy music. We hear scary music. A movie's allowed to do that. Of course. All movies are. But you're wasting a very important part of your movie. What is the atmosphere, the mood, the setting? Set us up. You can take advantage I disagree. I just, you know, if it's best, I love movies that just show me the title and start the movie. And then at the end, do the end credits. But if not, do all the proper credits. Don't give me a, uh, any tip of what it is. And then, you know, James Cumming, bring it on. Because okay. this is the image. Yeah. Now it begins. He's entering the door. Yeah. 20. It's 420. I don't no, it's, four, so. it's 42. Yeah. Oh, is it 42? Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's 43. Sorry. That's even worse. It's That's even worse. <laughs> That's a misdemeanor. Well, Look at his the, rabbit's foot. Wonder what that means. There's a rabbit walking around hating that dude. Uh, <laughs> hobbling. Limping. Yeah, Limping. hobbling. Uh, damn mail and leaves. I can't tell them apart. They're all uh, junk mail for leaves uh, raking <laughs> services. Leave, yeah, remove. Leaf removal. <laughs> Autumn serve. Uh, Autumn cleanup, fall cleanup. Right. Services. We clean up vo- rogue vines. This is North Carolina. That's why we're seeing these like vines. Oh, yeah, the ivy's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Eddie Munster. <laughs> Looks like a Pez dispenser. No, he's like James Vanderbrook. This guy's name is David Crusoe. Huh, wonder why. Well, he has to be one of the five. His name is James Oosterman. He's being, yes. he, I don't know, he, the, the, the director wrote this with this guy in mind. He was once, he was in Species Space Invaders, uh, and he was on a TV movie called Cast a Deadly Spell as a Werewolf. But more than that, he's like, he's a prop and model maker. He worked on dinner for schmucks like doing those mice yeah because i thought i saw his credit elsewhere but um what was an early credit you mentioned because i think i know what it is well there's species and there's spaced invaders oh so is it spaced invaders yeah. with a d mm-hmm. yeah so that is like a wacky comedy and i might have you have uh randy quaid in that but interesting it's one of those movies I used to see the video, the DVD box, you know. Right. Now, what the director's doing here is he's 
faking out you that we've started our movie and we're entering some creepy, spooky, ghosty house or something. You know? It's a creepy, spooky, ghosty house? <laughs> well, I don't know. You have to listen. Turn the music on for a minute. Turn the sound oh. It sounds like one of those industrial. Oh no! Here comes the helicopter. It's gonna land. <laughs> sounds like a helicopter. I'm in the uh, a lot of helicopters here in the Mission District. We can't hear it. Wait, there. Oh, good. It's louder than the. It's louder than the audio. So. Why is that good? <laughs> A lot of helicopters. Helicopters. So anyway, you're noticing the creepy music, right? You know what? I think I have it on mute. No, I do. It sounds like those cassettes of industrial drone that I used to get in the mail. So that's know, like what the director's ZF. doing. He's like trying to trick us that the movie started. And really, it's just going to pay off in, in a joke. The woman they're going there to see is sleeping in bed you know, covered up with a lot of blankets. Oh, so there's nothing haunting. There's no conjuring needed in this. Right. So so the director's doing something a little clever. Now, this director, he never directed Hollywood movies. He did three B movies. But for Hollywood, he would do, like, special effects of makeup. And right. he was one of those guys who would sculpt, like, he sculpted the face studies for enemy mine and like for cocoon and jaws 3d and he was a sculptor kind of guy <laughs> well i mean he worked enough in, in films you know he probably wanted to direct uh, okay so this is where she's going to pop up yeah <laughs> and it's it's a payoff and it's only slightly funny uh it's really not strong enough. Are they going to get it on? Or is this the boning room? Yet? No, they're not going to get it on. This woman is uh, very fat. Oh. I paid one good money. I'll watch. Okay. Well, I paid. All right. Yeah, I'm going back to Red Tube. Okay, they are, are, are going to bone her. You just got to wait a little bit into the film right. to let you know. Oh, so this is the monster. Yeah, with a pillow fight. Now, look, the director's got him going for his gun, right? Yeah, We're still not breaking that this is a He knocked monster. him down the staircase. Right. You know, I know in movies you don't get hurt, but that two staircases, you get fucked up at that point. <laughs> not all of us are stuntmen. Look at this, this arty direction. Up there is the monster. Oh, slowly I descend. Uh-oh. I still can't tell. She's pixelated. Oh, there she is. Oh, so that's it. So now we start. Gladys. <laughs> she's the hero? That's cool. Yeah, she's the hero. And she's like you know, privacy. I mean, what are you guys doing? You walk into my house, I'm sleeping. A lot of people sleep. They know each other? 
yeah, they've worked on past cases. She's like a psychic lady. Well, she, not, not when she's uh, off the clock, apparently. <laughs> well, she's had enough, you see. Uh, when she has her psychic experiences, she, like, undergoes the emotions that that involves. Seeing creepy, disgusting things, seeing murders. So she's like a, a extra medium. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of those help the cops with the psychic lady. But then will there be a cop that go, I don't like you talking to her? No, there won't. I know why you said that. That is, I know that movie. Which movie is that? Where, oh, wait, there's like a cop calls a psychic and there's it's like every the, movie. The chief goes, I don't believe in this. If the mayor's office didn't order me to do this, Right, right, right. The mayor's <laughs> office. <laughs> but if I hear one word about the mayor's office. Where did you have 16 police cruisers? We only have 13 police cruisers. Where did you find? that? You're talking about my bit where laundry... <laughs> Basket of Justice, where yeah. Laundry Basket gets called in by where the Where did you get the three other police cruisers? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Really? Twice in the chest. <laughs> of course I'm familiar with Gary Busey Chili. All right, <laughs> Detective Laundry Basket. Along those if lines. you do another laundry-related pun, I'm going to bring you out and hang you up to dry. Laundry basket! Now get out of here before I get depressed and steamed. <laughs> laundry basket! Yeah, he hated those. The chief yeah. really hated those laundry, uh, laundry-related <laughs> Yeah, you know, I never thought of that was my, my partner laundry basket. <coughs> But you know, uh, I don't. I can't think of another routine. Never top that. I did another bit with him. Laundry detective, laundry basket partner. Oh, yeah, your problem is detective. Would have been a writer for you. I would have loved to help with that. We would. You know, anytime you need detective laundry basket to do a uh, cameo across uh -huh. the waterman. That sounds perfect. Yeah, I would love. I would love a cameo. So you're in a different, we'd have to be visiting the city or something. Right, yeah, of course. Interagency cooperation. That way we could have the uh, laundry basket playing Sergeant Gary. Or, yeah. You, know, yeah. you could be maybe the state troopers. I should just tell you, the reason I'm not talking is this is just going on and on and on. All they're doing is she's saying, I don't want this anymore, Jersey. That's his name, Jersey. And then he's saying, um, and he, he's saying, you know, people need you, you're helping people. Uh, he, he's kind of trying to spin it to don't be selfish, even though he never goes that far. Can you dig it? Yeah. And it goes on and on and on. It's really a B movie. Well, they're, you mean they're padding out the question i think it's just bad writing, bad writing. The, the, yeah because choice. it is repeating 
I think they're going script line by line here. I don't think they were trying to like say like, okay, our ending rent short. Let's stretch it into it. It's just right. this is oh, now no, her name is Allie Oates, and she was in True Beverly Hills. She was in Speed Patrol, and she was in Fugitive Lovers in 1975. That's it. Huh. Well, Fugitive Lovers sounds like a fun <laughs> Yeah. Are they like fans of the it sounds like a candidate for um, uh, being on YouTube. Oh, right. Hi, welcome. It's our new podcast. Follow Mike with the two of the 1960s version. We're watching the, the Tim Daly. You know, there was a version of Tim Daly. I don't know, 20 uh-huh. years ago. They're constantly. Tim Daly? Did I know I his so. face? Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I said it, though. <laughs> oh, sigh. Tim you know, every time I, I get I get Italian. And you say Sig? Yeah, when we were uh, kids, we would read Charlie Brown, and we read that as Sig. Oh, S-I-G. Right. Right. You're in third grade or whatever. Yeah, it's easy like Sig. Ah, uh, Sig. Okay, so they have gone away and said, fine, you want to be left alone? Goodbye. Now she's sitting there like, oh, woe is me. I've, you know, she quit her job at the library. It's like the school librarian or something. And How many people? Is it a small town, right? This was shot, well, it doesn't really talk about where the town is, but this was shot in North Carolina, essentially. It was, um, well, it's not jumping out in in front of me right now, but our star uh, lived in Greensboro, North Carolina. So maybe that's why they chose this. Here it is, Statesville and Asheville, North Carolina, which is kind of off the beaten path. Not known for its filming. Now, what this else was shot there? Like uh, Jason Carwash? <laughs> yeah. Car wash. It was, come on down to Bob's Discount, kill me a Yankee car, <laughs> used autos. Where I, if you don't get a deal, I'll kill me a Yankee. Feature in 2000 Mania, if over hundreds of Now she's having a vision. Yeah, do you think the vision in her house? Yeah, like what she, she well, she's sort of sitting there in that chair sleeping right now, but we don't really know because we're with her the whole time. Now, now she's having a vision, and when the vision ends, she'll be back there in that seat. So, do these steps count as steps? Walking in vision, do you <laughs> count those steps? It depends. I mean, if it's on your Fitbit, if it's on your iPhone, then you, you know. I'm going to get those 5Ks daily. You physically did it if it's on your iPhone. Oh, it's oh. the troll from Troll. There's the the sound of uh, a crying baby out there. Looks like a hand. Right. Door. It does look like a hand. Some doors require a lot of hand holding. Oh, like who? 
Oh, fuck, I fucked that joke up for you. God damn it. Oh, how pretty. Yeah. Uh, ah, that's so scary. Uh, I'm yeah. coming towards you. Get I away, puppeteer. Towards you. Scary marionette, go I away. I want to be an actress. Look at those I bones from the bone. I lost a lot of weight for this part. Okay, look. Hugging. Not oh. attacking. Hugging. Her... You know, if your movie's called The Boneyard, you should just be frustrated. Look at Marinette. That looks... I haven't seen the hugging yet. How do you know what a skeleton looks like? Oh, I've seen it. Well, he's hugging like mommy or something, but we'll never have this followed up in the film. Like you would think with this, that would mean at the end of the film, when she's going to eat everybody, she'd say, give me a hug or something, right? Wait, when she walks in. Yeah, like when the, you know, they're attacking and oh, stuff. To end the, the crisis and save our movie... He shows a little love, right? Right, no, yeah. He didn't do that. Now look at her. She woke up. She's all freaked out, so she's going to be rash and impulsive and burn all her collection. Yeah, I, dude, I would not let it burn. <laughs> You're gonna, if I was her roommate, I'd be like, oh, please. Now, in December 1989, a botched special effect did, did cause a fire on the set. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I, I sorry I'm seeing that. Hope everyone's okay. No, they weren't okay. And shame on you, Michael. Terrible. Wait, terrible. I I was just saying I didn't But it is it. very funny. i I see your sense of humor, Mark. Very, Mike, very dark. Oh, did you call me Mike Mark? Yes. Now they did uh eight hundred fifty thousand dollars they spent on this thing. It went straight to DV to VHS. So I really don't know how they did. This is really interesting. The VHS rental box, it was two boxes. One was promoting it as a horror film, and the other one as a comedy. And the, there's a poodle on the box. You'll meet the poodle later. The comedy box slips right over the horror box. So that's kind of neat. Really strange. I never heard of that before. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I have a... Right. He went out of his way. Out of his it way. It was good. I said it was good. Yeah. That's good. Now, he had her vision. Okay. Um, Ashley. And therefore, he's come down to the station to say, okay, I just had a vision. I'll help you. Now they're seeing an interview of the mortician. This mortician, right? He captured children, kept them locked up, fed them food from the corpses that he was trafficking. He would uh -huh. take it off their back so he could still embalm the body and make it look pretty. And then he would feed, yeah. And so he made them into demons, okay? Uh -huh. and, uh, yeah. So that's the backstory. Meanwhile, and the guy behind her is like bored out of his mind. 
Yeah, there is not yet uh, a reason for him to be compelled. Uh, he's on. He's it's it's a job. He's nine to five, and he's on the case. Whatever you say, boss. Peyton Place guy is the boss. Oh wow, Jersey. His name's Jersey. You like that idea that he's called Jersey? Uh, I don't know what it means. He's a North Carolina person. Like, do they not mean New Jersey? It's just like, you know, like a jacket, a name. He's old. New Jersey in 1684. This guy did sculpting for Enemy Mind, The Thing, in 1982. Cocoon, Jaws 3D, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. He's our only connection. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, 1988. He's been in every movie I watched him. Heartbeat. Never saw Heartbeat. Uh, no, I avoided it because it just looks so stupid. It's about computers and robots. Yeah, but it's impossible. It's impossible to find? That's interesting. You can type it in YouTube. God bless you. (laughs) Did I check out Heartbeat? I haven't seen, yeah, you know, my brother remembers it. Yeah, so we did check it out. Uh, I would see this because... Well, I mean, Andy Kaufman made a movie where he did it. Okay. I don't know. So, I don't know. So now they're like, she like wants to go down to the morgue where the corpses are, and she wants to get an object, and that will help her have vision. And she's got an earring there. See the earring? Yes. Yeah, that's the signal. I'm a chick. I'm a girl. She looks like a chick. I think she looks like a chick. I think she should grow her hair out a little. <laughs> so, what about I the children? Wearing a hat. I'm sorry. I want to know the story. Which children? The one the mortician was talking about. No, they're dead. They're Listen, dead I had in a... the morgue. They're dead and in the morgue. I knew that he was going to talk about corpses. Yeah. I killed them? Uh, no, he eventually killed them. All right, and this is filled in the 50s. Uh, this movie will be hideous and horrible, and I hate it. Uh, we're 20... Two minutes in, and uh, <laughs> see your point. <laughs> like, this is like a full-on horror movie. It's not full-on because there's comedy in it. It's not a very funny movie. It's not a good movie. Now, your movie review guy knows better than me. I'm not joking because that's his job. I'm going to find it. I'm going to pull it right now from the internet. If I may? Sure. Go over to the uh... okay. Get a good look at this building because you won't see the outside again until the very last second of the movie. Uh-huh. Okay, electronic video guy. Look, see, look, the house. Well, it's it's 
the morgue, but you're not going to see the outside of it again until the very last frame. Oh, so we're going to be stuck in the morgue for the rest yeah. of this movie? We are walking into our movie 25 minutes in. Well, you know, I always feel like 25 minutes in the movie is kind of bullshit. Right, act two. Well, that's you, fair. That's fair. That's really very movie-esque of this, then. Yeah. You know, you're allowed that time to like. Now you can see it's Happy Thanksgiving time. It's November, and they really did shoot. Let's see here. I think it's just because, yeah, that's they started shooting. They shot for five weeks. They started November 13th through December 20. So wherever they're shooting here, whatever location they were able to get, it's no studio. It's like an old lady home or something, a nursing home or something. Right. It had a happy Thanksgiving up when they were working there during the day. Oh, there's Phyllis Diller. Yeah, no wig. The director insisted she did not wear a wig. Why not? Because she's she's not Phyllis Diller. She's although I'm sure she talks. Can you believe this thing? Give her a list. Ah, all right, here we go. Aha, ha, ha. Now, my husband. Oh, yeah, that was her husband's name in her act. She used to say, my husband Fang is permanent. My husband's in real life. They were temporary. <laughs> all right, that sounds like Phyllis. Yeah, San Francisco's. That's where she got her break. She she used to live, I don't know, the Midwest or something, and she would make all of her neighbors laugh. She'd make the other mothers laugh. She'd do stuff at the PTA. Like she had a natural affinity for making people laugh, and she loved the attention. But you know, that's all it ever was. You know, then she had a great accent. Then she moved to San Francisco because of her husband's job, and she got a. She was a secretary at a television show and she got it together to put on a nightclub act and the the people who did the show went and saw it they loved it and they gave her a spot on there you know and that's how she began on tv you know by the next thing she knows she was all over tv and she got this uh she got connected with bob hope uh somehow doing the uso shows going to nam with them yeah all right, I found these. Here we go. From uh, Michael J. Weldon. Wrote, uh, he had a great magazine. Have his old video Boneyard. Here's a film with a difference. Surprising that that didn't come out until last year. With a ponytail. Won't believe the Big Daddy Jane. Big Daddy Jane. Bill Moss. 
it also did FX. Uh, Wait, well, not... he said it's good. He said it's good. Yeah, he said it's serious and funny. And... Gotcha. But I mean, I'm sure, like, Tommy. <laughs> Well, I'm mad at this film for a bunch of reasons. One of them is the way that you see Norman Fell. He does have this big, like, mustache. That's him there. He's oh, I see. behind. If I was this director, I'd be like, hey, Mr. Roper, roll him, right? Can you get a sweater vest, please? I would want Mr. Roper. You'd be playing music for him. You know the theme for the Roper. Oh, that was their 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 spinoff show. Yeah. So Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Roper left the theme show. And Don Knox showed up on the. That's right. Don Knox became. Which worked. It really worked. No one ever fell out of love with Mr. Roper, though. No, I mean, Mr. Roper, I mean, what the show was, he was always serious. You see uh, the three bodies, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're fucking undead, my man. Are they at least of age? Uh, yes. Shut up. They are undead children, yes. What? What? Creepy. So if they I mean, were undead adults, that's cool. But I didn't Listen, I'm one of those assassins that don't think there's ever anything about children. But Take the is... shot, Carl. Take the shot. What is... never said there'd be children involved. <laughs> oh, is that uh, Scarface? Yeah, Scarface. Scarface, he's driving around the U.N. like... Come to it. Fuck you, man! Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> right, and then suddenly, he's not a cool... I told you not to leave me, monkey. You want to go to war? <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, like, he was going to be, like, sitting on the, uh, the, the star chamber. Look how long we dwelled here, Mike. I'm sorry. Look how long we dwelled in that one spot going talky-talky-talky-talky. This movie was horribly written. Well, don't you think that that's the payoff is that, you know, when we're not even in the mortuary, we as viewers, we see it again through a television. I'm sure at the end, when he sucks it and lights it on fire. I don't know. Could be well-crafted. <laughs> who am I to say? I, well, you're a guy who didn't watch the film, listen to the uh, sound, and be going, oh, my God, when is this scene going to end? <laughs> you know, when there is a feature on YouTube. How's the wife and stuff like that? He never changed his feed. <laughs> he flies. Yeah, I think the whole mortuary is filled with zombies, Boodle. Oh no, here comes Bella Stiller at 1.5 speed. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Bella Stiller. You know, one of my favorite Bob Hope stories ever is uh, Boy, I have the wrong number. Uh, boy, I have the wrong number. One point where the girl passes out in a sleep. 
you know, the girl I was sleeping with, she's like, fuck that Pepto. <laughs> sure enough, they find Pepto in the <laughs> I guess back then, uh, you know, Harry's sleeping with Pepto. I guess. Salt and pepper. Okay, so now, Mr. Anything I Say You Disagree With, Go ahead and really turn up the sound and listen to this horrible backstory exposition. Are you listening? Turn it up. It is up. I got it up. Guy makes uh, Peter Falk look like a piece of wood. All right, tell me what he's saying. Repeat it back to me. Go ahead. He said, oh, hang on. Hey, you got that. And that. And that. My finger goes this way. I don't know what he's saying. Look, I'm telling you, this movie was horribly written. You don't need to dis disagree with me. Oh, I don't know. I think what they were doing is establishing you're outside of the morgue, and then you're seeing what Some, Sometimes be. movies are poorly it, written, but if it's written and directed by someone, it's not. Um, well, he did three movies. He did Harbinger in 96. He did... Uh, he did Dark Thirty in '93, and he did The Boneyard in '91. Um, that the rest of it was the sculpting, and he did special effects makeup for episodes of The Twilight Zone and The Hitchhiker in '85 uh, and '83. Oh, so Twilight Zone. I actually watched a bunch. Of yeah. No, I mean he had a career in movies. He was just always on the creative. Uh, you know, like, it's pre-production. What are these things going to look like? Let's employ some sculptors to help us out. And then he went on on his own to uh, direct movies. Now, he's got $850,000 budget. He's got Phyllis Diller. He's got the guy who used to be on Peyton Place, right? He, right. He's got, uh, I think Norman. we're at. <laughs> Norman. Oh, yeah, and then he's got Norman Fell. So, so he's not a slouch. He made a movie. Okay, right. so one of the elevators is out, so he must bring the body through the lobby. Well, Phyllis Diller will have none of that. That That's is a regulation. Because of the cemetery? Yeah. Well, it's okay to have a dog in a mortuary? Yeah. Dog, like... Yes, and later we're going to have a little <laughs> bit of zombie licking. I don't like these movies. I don't, these morticians are fucking me. Yeah. They're either like eating dead bodies to make them look like they're dead. Now, I don't know what's worse. Out of the, the director wanted us to see that a screw fell out of the, uh, the gurney, okay? So when they I get to the elevator, it will collapse, and that's supposed to explain it for you. Oh, well, he's a good director. No, no, he, no he's not. Like, <laughs> uh, when he gets on to the gurney, onto uh, the elevator, at least the first time I saw this movie, I did not understand why the gurney was collapsing. I did the second time I saw it, okay? Plus, the gurney collapsing provides some gross stuff, but nothing else. It doesn't pay off. So, oh, that's a why do it? Relief, right? We're sick of it. Yeah, what a good stuff. director. He gave us relief. We're sick of the gross stuff in this movie. Gross stuff. 
That's why I was fired. <laughs> so now Peyton Place guy is laying down the law at Jersey. This is what we're doing. This is an emergency corridor. All <laughs> so and so to get it fixed. He, like he somehow becomes the boss. No, he's just some cop who's gone there to see a bo- see bodies. You mean he's like a loud, obnoxious guy pushing? Pushy loud guy to the tailgate people. Yeah. Jersey. Uh, his name is Jersey Callium, and I get your joke. Uh, I think that's a good joke. I'm going to write that the first joke of the show. They okay. call him Jersey because he tailgates everyone. <laughs> uh, he did a lot of B movie stunt work for Roger Corman, 56 movie and 57. You know, like Swamp Women, Attack of the Crab Monsters. Rock All Night in 57, Carnival Rock. It goes carnival up to Rock. about eight to ten of them, yeah. That's like if I can't afford a Carnival or a Rock show, I can't afford a Two uh, in yeah. one. I went once to Great Adventure and saw the Beach Boys perform. That was a Carnival Rock. Uh, who was in the band? Do you remember? Uh, well, it was the crazy one. Um, Brian? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And he was telling all about the different phases. Of, you know, first we wrote about surfing, then we wrote about cars, then we wrote about girls. <laughs> the good, was it a good concert? Was it, up there? Uh, it was like my first concert ever. Like I was a little kid. I don't even count it as a concert. Or maybe it was like I had been to concerts and I this was my third one. Like it was a big deal to me back in the day to go see concerts because it's something grown-ups did, like something right. big kids did. So I, I I counted it for a while. And then after I'd seen like 20 concerts, I said, that doesn't count, you little child. You know. <laughs> We're done. But then you started performing. And I forced them. Yeah, me and Solnick <laughs> and Kenichi. We played the French club dinner and everyone had to listen to it. Do you remember uh, Walk Again from New Jersey? Yes. <laughs> in New Jersey, there was it's still around, and we actually went there and we saw them. Love it. And there was got some notoriety. Yeah. Take that funk. Decided to have Rock Again. Right. A, pro- the, a protest outside on the sidewalk. Made a poster. Yes. Come to, come out to Rock Against Evil. That's so great, man. And what else? Of course you're going. Of course you're going. You're a freshman. Of course. Yeah. You're... I didn't go, even though it was like a block from my house. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That was so now cool. she's got an object, and she's gonna have one of her visions. Now, where's Norman Phelps? Uh, he's hiding behind glasses and a mustache. Here he is in the front right. That's Norman Fell. Ponytail. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't want people to know he he visited Pennsylvania. I saw it. Dead alive. She hasn't noticed. Like she's looking at him. Yeah, she's starting to have her vision. What she does is she gets a vibrator and she begins to use it, and then she starts to have a vision. Look, she's doing it. Oh, there's the... <laughs> you know, don't kill me. 
Ouch, you cut, you cut my hand to get blood. I felt it in the real world. I am a stereotype. Yeah, what's, where are they? Movie trope. Uh, who knows? Vision goal. They are they in the woods? They in China? I guess, but somehow... Okay, when the, the mortician was giving an interview, he said that his family was tied to help the demons come to life. Like, there was a curse on their family. And I guess we're seeing a historic... He's having a vision of history when it, I don't know, happened in the 1200s? What do I know? Right. It takes place. Uh, guys, be quiet. I'm trying to get a psychic connection. Whoa! Uh, Wait a minute. Sh- He's not in that little lunch room with Holiday. He's right. He's in the morgue ward. I keep the body. Right. Now she can see coming through the door. Norman fell. Place guy. Having like this just like what's it called? Project. Yeah, like Doctor Strange. Well, we don't see her float around. Elden Circle. Okay. I think Ugh. that she could astro plane if she would do like a, like a zeppelin, like do helium. Float over? Yeah. Uh-oh. Someone's not doing it. You're supposed to be dead. You had one job. <laughs> it's a good year psychic. Ah, uh, he's distracting, waking up. Look at that boner they got. It's, yeah, they call it, I woke up with wood. At 55, you do not wake up with wood. But if you were that? If sometimes, right? Sometimes if you didn't go pee, you really have to pee, and then you think you've got morning wood, but you didn't. You oh, just, it disappears the moment you pee. Just, yeah, it's like it's deflating, like the pee was in it. And it, it, <laughs> you pee it out. It goes... My my favorite is like I'm the greatest. I got it. Oh, is that Jeremy Piven? No, oh, Piven. it looks like him, right? That's Jeremy Piven. There we get a first. I can't. Stock, I don't. I do like not. Fell. He does not look like. Maybe I'll raise the volume. They so, wasted their actor here. No, these are comedic actors in harm. Um, okay, so you got a B movie. It's going straight to video. If you want to help sell it, show me Mr. Roper. Show me Phyllis Diller. I want to see her wig on. You see what I'm saying? And what about yeah. this Peyton Place guy? Like, why cast him? Like, do we really know him? I mean, well, I mean, they probably got the actors for what you, Mike. Role? You might like him from Police Academy Three. Aware of his work? Oh, you are. I never seen Peyton Place. So I've spoken of. 
He was in the movie Airport 75, and he was in the movie For the Love of Benji. Right. That's when they kill cats. Sacrifice. Right. The love of For Benji. the love of Benji. <laughs> okay, this is really great. I want you to turn up the sound. When it's time. Okay, look, Mike, be ready. Be ready, because it's one of the only funny things about the movie. All right. Look, I have the sound on now. Well, I, then you're going to get discouraged and turn it down. You always do, as if we'll get arrested. I'll no, no, you, I'm going to keep it going. Fortunately, the sound sounds terrible. There's an audience I'm talking about, Michael. Okay, she grabs the keys. Right. He runs for the elevator. The dog goes, stick him! So this is how the dog gets down into the morgue. Can't get through. That's okay. Phyllis Diller to the rescue. Stick him. Right. Okay. Keep the sound up because here comes our big joke. He got away with it. Phyllis Diller, take okay. the dog out. So there's a comedian in New Jersey, and I really don't appreciate it because I think it's too mean-spirited. But yes. that's his not tagline, uh, catchphrase. That's his catchphrase. Does a joke about his ex-girlfriend, and uh-huh. then the audience screams out, fat bitch. At, yeah. I think I, it's mean-spirited, but I mean, I've been around him so how many, often. How many years is like, for I don't know the real answer, but it's over a year. It's pre-pandemic. Might want to also be that ex, not ex-wife. My ex-wife, six years of my ex-wife. You know what? Move on. Write some new material. Your life after six years. So when I was watching this movie and it came to that point, I did a clip. Pretty much the clip I told you to put the audio on, uh-huh. and I sent it to him. Oh, all right. <laughs> He'll add that. That's good. The audience needs to hear. Studio sync. This sound, the sound on this. Yes, it's really true. I had it at a hundred percent, and I could hardly hear. Living the moment. Uh, yeah. That could be potentially dangerous. You know, maybe. Philosophers was talking to her dog. That bitch. That oh, that bitch. Oh, she said fat bitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this guy's catchphrase. That bitch. Well, I thought it was said, that like, bitch. You said like, oh, he should move on with his life. But this guy, he does his jokes aren't real. He's like a pun guy. He does like uh. He's a misogynistic pun guy. <laughs> Divides like that. That bitch and jokes about that rhyme goes to rhyme. He studied massage. Yeah, he's a misogynist now. And um, anyway, anyway, I'm not a fan of that catchphrase. I think it's mean spirited. Yeah, I'm and you know what? You, you have an audience. So I mean, it's not bad for you. Uh, but it's not true. It's usually mean spirited. It's also like. 
whatever. Some some comedians are motivated to do that. Like they have to do it to get money. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guy. There's a cat. Right. So he he had the vision that there were cannibals down. They're not cannibals. They're like undead. They're eating corpses. I don't know. So then he comes down to like warn the other people, Jersey and. But she couldn't find them. Okay, so here she is now witnessing, and they're going to go after her. Right, of course. Talk about fresh meat. They're eating corpses. Right. Babies? Oh, no, those are dolls. Still, this is just they're sick. kids. They're kids. Yeah, it's a doll. They're Asian kids. Uh, you know, there's always like John Carpenter or Shawshank. Yeah. Uh, Halloween three. These are still kids, you know, and there was a reason back then. No. So these criminals take an ice cream. There's a Oh my God! Why would they put that in a movie? I mean, even because though... they they used to. What they you know? Why would you have like out of all the corpses? Freaking creepy. Yes. No, this is Deep Roy. No, really? No, it's not. <laughs> From Going Bananas, he wore a monkey suit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jersey to the rescue! Look Oh, of course he's got a gun. He's from Jersey. Jersey kid. He's a Jersey kid. Shit. Bullets don't work. Run. <laughs> I have a nickel. Hi. Run. Live bodies. Un undead. Open the door. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, hi. I'm not Norman Fell. Look at that. That's not even a rat tail. That's like when you're. There he is. There he is, Mr. Roper. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm soap. And Ropers are similar. That's what it is. I thought you were too young for soap because I was really little when soap was out. Soap went in syndication, so they would have the episodes every night. You would watch five five episodes a night. We had no idea we were binge watching. We were streaming. Well, what would happen is that you would miss an episode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, go around. Soap's available on streaming. I think I actually tried to watch it. Because the introduction was really good. Okay, we missed it. I don't know how we missed it. We were probably talking. But one of the women that they brought in uh, who had killed herself. Her name is Dana in this show. Um, she wasn't dead. Like, whatever pills she took, pills or whatever, they thought she was dead. And she woke up. They were like, oh, no, it's undead. And she's no, I like, saw that. Did they, did they kill her? No. Because she's like, hi, I'm not undead. How are you? Pleased <laughs> to meet you. Mom. What's your name? What's my name? Don't you want to eat my brains? Oh, no, thank you. I just had a bad accident. I'm, I'm 
I don't really have much of an appetite right now. What? Okay. Are you undead? Yeah. I was dead a minute ago. You guys woke me up. I guess I'm undead. Undead now. I don't know. So anyway, you see the the cop who's bandaging her up, right? They they shot a move. The, the end of the movie was supposed to be these two get married. And it was the first shot they made on November 13th. For some reason, it didn't end up in the movie. They did a little wedding thing in which they were married. Oh, that's... I guess, yes. Do you think the movie betters without... I... I would have to see it. (laughs) As it is right now, it has a horrible ending. It's like, okay, thanks. Thanks for coming. Okay, we're out of the building now. <laughs> that was close. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next movie. It's really late. Yeah, oh. from, from dusk to dawn, they make it out. Phyllis oh. has her keys. Going down to the mine. Yep, she doesn't know what's going on down there. Down to the mine yet? Yeah. Or her... Peyton Place guy goes, it's no good. It's no good. The phones are dead. So Mr. Roper goes, did, did, did you dial nine? <laughs> oh, he goes, no. He dials nine. He goes, it's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard his voice when he said it, though. He's like, that, it, it, it's the central switchboard. You got to dial nine. <laughs> Norman Fell is really good. Probably wanted to I guess yes. The Netflix will be fun. I'll do it. I mean, it is an iconic look. I mean, he's been working on this for yeah, uh, a while. Yeah, he was in Bullet. Yeah, he was in Bullet, so he was like a Bullet guy. Like he was in Twenty Two. It's a mad, mad world. Right. Oh no, he made it. I have to see that movie. So Norman shows up later. Be indifferent. Now, with a budget of eight hundred and fifty thousand, right? The only two big. There are three big ticket names. Peyton Place guy isn't really one, but you know he thinks he's one. And then you have Roper and Diller. So they got a. I don't know how much of that money. But did they get a hundred thousand each? You know. Like, why not? I'll do it. You're gonna give me a hundred grand. Well, that's a good price. Yeah, like, you know, you get a pool, that's the hot tub part. You know, hundred grand, yeah. Thirty grand and you know, oh. look, let's run down to Cancun. Just you know, two weeks, you and me, what do you say? Five thousand eight thousand dollars gone. So let's say <laughs> yeah, the ghouls eating children. Yeah, it's it's a uh, entourage dude not getting credited. Yeah, that's Ari, dude. Uh, looking for these? <laughs> well, not looking for, but surprise, just stole these. What is it? Now that door leads. I have another door. The zombies are out. Uh. The zombies could be behind that door. 
It's basically a records room of the morgue. Wah, wah. Should have, I should have gone with curtain number two. <laughs> it's a collection of data. Paper <laughs> form. Show them what they want. The ghoulies are going to show up, right? Well, throughout this whole film, up oh, it hurts him. His leg hurts him. Oh, no. Did he get some? He's just going for a body, right? He lays the heavy axe on his thigh. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I'm wrong about that. Oh, no. That's the proper way of putting Adam Warlock. Now, this, Warlock. Is, this is the room where people's possessions, when they died, are in bags. And she's finding, like, pipe bombs to serve the script. Oh, you mean someone, they found a dead body and they're like, yeah, he's got his pipe bombs. Put it in the bag. Look. Um, Did they ever figure out how he died? Jeremy Piven's got a semi-automatic weapon now. I wish I had a There, there you go, Phyllis. Phyllis, why aren't you wearing your wig? Oh, Phyllis, will you close the door? You gonna let the zombies in? Yeah, they hear Phyllis. Right. It's poop. Yeah, poop and plat. Oh, poop and pants. Poop and plat. Is plat's pants in German? I don't think so. Plat's oh. is like place or plaza uh, kind of thing. So it's poop place. Yeah. Pooping place. Yeah, poop in place. But I don't think they mean like as if you're standing in place. They mean a physical location like town, time, town square. Deutschen Germans Platz. Oh, you mean like an outhouse? No, I do not. Well, yeah, if it's a Poopenplatz. Poopenplatz. Haven't they ein Poopenplatz? Yeah, yeah. I forget how you say out back in German, but. Yeah. Come and see. Dieses I can't speak German anymore. That was college. Okay, so she's hearing that crying girl with her doll, just like, yeah, uh, just uh -oh. like Ashley did in the beginning. Is it, is it the end of the world? But look how human he is. Look how he's not undead. He's just covered with yuck. Isn't well, that I mean, interesting? On his phone. Ah, wall monster, killer monster. They don't mind. Deep bro oh, he's got a towel. The monster's in the Right. He's interested and fascinated by the dog. Now, Phyllis Diller has loved that dog since the movie began. But now she's like, fuck that. He's my distraction and she's backing away. Oh, you I would hate it if you were like Look at Phyllis. Fuck this. I am so scared. And now she's really scared. She's an actress. Whoa, no, now that's, that's a stunt clearly Right. And, okay, I didn't even need to tell you. Oh, I'm glad. I'm sort of relieved. <laughs> I want to see an obvious. And it's Phil. Yeah, I would hate to see, like, actual. <laughs> at 66. Yeah. 
Well, she still looks fine. Yeah, she did. Um, let's see. Do I have when she died? <clears throat> oh, by the way, she was in the Fat Spy, which we saw on our show. Yes, I know. Which she was great in. Well, because you know, it's funny. Fat Spy and then the Bob Hope. She has a very Uh-huh. You know, which is right. Which was, yeah, and I love it. Love it. But if you, if she's going to be on stage, it's not as part of an ensemble. He's. Yeah, but you kind of see the. Mm-hmm. Here she's yeah okay so uh actually it's uh dana dana runs with the with uh jeremy piven because he's got a gun but that will lead to their it's a romance that never comes to fruition because we don't see it on screen this dana she was in this film she was also in Slavery and the Making of America, a 2005 movie. I don't have much info on it. So that's pretty recent. 2000. Now look, you get slime. He like yeah. sees her part of his flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Now nobody likes Phyllis Diller, but nobody deserves slimy face full of, <laughs> you know, he's a human. Let's get her out of here so she can yell another day. I mean, this is horrible. She, she's being so silly right now. She's acting, and she's going, wah, wah. She's really acting. I should have asked her to turn the sound off. Okay, you see that yucky, yucky thing on the ground? Uh, yeah. It is a dead demon. And later the dog will come lick it up. Okay, now they're learning. He shot her in the shot him or her up, up in the chest, and that kills the undead thing. So they learn, and our psychic thinks that makes sense because their life force comes from the heart. Is that how is love gonna? Not at all. What about the psychic? What about her? She, uh, she will not save the day. No. Huh. She you know, it's interesting. Safe. I do like the idea of a psychic. Yeah. 